on this episode, Improving Your Emotional Fitness. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. Thank you for being here as always. I really appreciate you being a part of the community and I'm truly honored that you take some time to listen to the show. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about emotional fitness, which is a term that maybe you've heard before or maybe not. I'm not sure actually where that came from other than my own brain, but I'm sure that I may have picked that up from somewhere, but it's a term that I like, so we're going to talk about that today and about one specific technique that you can use to improve your emotional fitness. Before we do that, a reminder, as always, I'm here to help you. So if I can do anything for you, shoot me a text message, 801-742-1439, or you can send me a direct message on Telegram, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find the links for those in the show notes. Also, if this is your first time listening, welcome. I really appreciate you checking out the show. This podcast is all about helping you be the best man that you can be from the inside out. We talk about uh, mind and mindfulness and things around that genre in our inner world, as we're going to talk about today. We also talk about sexual health and fitness and nutrition and supplements and hormones and all the things, like I said, that we need to uh, improve and solidify to be the best that we can be from the inside out. So thanks for checking out the show. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button now. And if you're on Spotify, hit that bell icon so you get notifications as well. So let's talk about emotional fitness. First of all, let's talk about what that term is. If we think about our physical fitness, uh, that I think kind of boils down to two things. It boils down to the current state of our body. And that's largely determined by what has happened in the past and what our habits have been in the past and the things that we've experienced and the healing that we've gone through and, and all of that. So we kind of have this sort of current snapshot of where our physical fitness is. And then we have our physical fitness in the sense of what can we go out and actually do today? What kind of physical work can we put in? And I think our emotional fitness in a lot of ways is really very, very much the same. We have kind of this current state that you are in uh, right now in this very moment in terms of your emotional health, your emotional fitness. And that's largely determined by, of course, your life journey to this point, including and especially how you have dealt with emotions and what emotions have been stored and what trauma you've gone through and, and all of those things. And then the other part of that is the aspect of our emotional fitness that looks at what can we actually deal with today? If something you know, if things go completely off the rails in one way or another uh, today, how effective are we going to be when it comes to dealing with that? And I think this, this idea of emotional fitness is one that is so important and so often overlooked, especially among men. I think that as men, we often do not give nearly enough attention and effort uh, to having a healthy emotional state. I think as humans, of course, we all have this innate desire that we want to um, you know, have a healthy relationship with our emotions, but that takes some work and it takes some understanding and it takes 
having habits around how we deal with that. And it takes healing and working through our trauma. And it, you know, it takes some effort and a journey to have uh, solid emotional fitness. But I think it's something that is so important and so well worth it because the better our emotional fitness is, not only will that improve our relationship with ourselves and how we feel day to day, it's also going to improve our relationships with other people, whether that's our kids, our spouse, our girlfriend, our you know, coworkers, our friends, whoever, right? And it's also going to improve our results, our results in life, because whether it's you know habits around your eating, habits around your fitness, what you do in the business world, how you, again, of course, roll in relationships, so many of the actual things that we do in our life and so much of our actual results in life are dramatically impacted by our emotions. It drives our behavior in a lot of powerful ways in addition to just impacting how we actually feel. So paying attention to our emotional fitness, recognizing that our emotional fitness is a thing and you know, taking some time to look at that and understand where we are and maybe understand what some of that work is that needs to be done and how we can improve that and uh, paying attention to that overall is really, really critical. And I think if there's one thing that I try to do with this show and in coaching and all of that is look at us as men, uh, of course, from a holistic standpoint, we need to look at the whole picture of who we are. And that includes, of course, not just what's happening in our body and our sexual health, all of that, but it includes what's happening in our mind and in the broader sense of the term mind, that includes certainly our emotions as well. So if we want to experience life in a way that feels as good as possible, and of course that doesn't mean avoiding difficult emotions, we're never going to avoid those things, but what we can do is we can heal our trauma, we can improve how we handle things when they do come up, we can dramatically improve how life feels as a result of improving our emotional fitness, and we can, again, improve the actual results that we get in life as well. So one thing that I'd like to do with today's episode is just encourage you to, to think about this idea of emotional fitness and take some time with a little bit of uh, self-evaluation and look at how healthy are your emotions really? Do you have, you know, we all have some level of of trauma, right? The And when I say trauma, I mean emotional trauma. We And really what emotional trauma is, largely, is when we experience emotions that we're not equipped in that moment to deal with. So really what that means is when we experience emotions that our emotional fitness is not up to the task of handling those emotions in the moment, in, uh, you know, in the moment and in the aftermath in an effective and healthy way, what happens is that stuff ends up getting stored in our body. Emotions get stored in our body and emotional trauma gets stored in our body. So I would encourage you to look at, you know, maybe what are those things that you have that you have stored? What trauma have you gone through? What emotional things do you have? And those may be things from childhood. They may be things from, you know, current relationships that you're in. Maybe they're uh, the emotional side of health things that you've gone through. Uh, you know, maybe you've gone through a divorce or breakups. So many things can affect this and can leave some of that uh, lasting emotional trauma. And part of our emotional fitness and part of our part of improving our emotional fitness 
is doing the work to uh, to process and work through that previous emotional trauma. And there's so many ways, uh, so many ways to do that. And that's we're not going to, of course, go into all of that today because there's uh, I mean, we could we could talk for days about all the different ways and methods that you can use to um, to go into that. But there's a lot of them. The point is not so much uh, that any one of those in particular is something that needs to be the one that you do. The point is really that you have this mindset of, okay, I want to work on this emotional stuff. And if you have that mindset, you're going to find your way to the solution. I think one thing that I believe very strongly is that when we have in our mind a, a, a picture, an image, a feeling of where we want to get to, of you know a result that we want to achieve, a thing that we want to feel, a way that we want to be in the world, if we keep that in our mind long enough and we work towards it, we will find the solutions that we need. So there are so many solutions to work on um, emotional trauma that it's, again, it's not really about the particular solutions. It's about being committed to finding the ones that work for you and to trying different things and to having that be an important part of your life and recognizing, okay, my emotional fitness actually matters. And then again, the other part of emotional fitness is not only our, our sort of current state based on what we've uh, gone through previously and how we've dealt with it and how we've healed it and worked through it. It's also our ability to, uh, to deal with those things as they come up. So today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, as you face challenging emotions, how well are you able to work through those in a healthy way? And what I want to touch on today is one of, uh, I think it's a simple, but a very powerful way to work through those emotions. And when I say work through those emotions, another term that I use for this uh, often is emotional processing. So processing your emotions. And uh, I'm going to quote for a moment, uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is really awesome and does amazing work. She is the holistic psychologist on uh, Instagram and she has a book called How to Do the Work. She is really amazing, and she has recently she recently posted something defining this term of emotional processing as this: the practice of restoring your nervous system through rest, creativity, and body movement while experiencing intense emotions like fear, grief, shame, stress, or any other difficult emotion. So let's read that one more time. Emotional processing is the practice of restoring your nervous system through rest, creativity, and or body movement while experiencing intense emotions like fear, grief, shame, stress, or any other difficult emotion. So let's highlight one part of this in particular to begin with, and that is while experiencing, while experiencing the way that we process emotions and in fact, the way that we heal a lot of the old stuff is we must feel it. We must experience it. One of the reasons that emotions get stuck and stored as trauma is that we cannot properly or don't properly process them as they are happening. So they get stuck and they get stored in our body. So this idea of emotional processing, 
allows us to do a couple of things. One, it allows us to face the difficult emotions that we face now and going forward in a powerful way, in a healthy way, and in a way that allows us to experience those emotions in a, in a way that allows us to release them. But then we can also use this emotional processing to go back and, and process some of that stuff that is stuck, right? And I wanna highlight one method of emotional processing that I've touched on a little bit before that can be really, really effective. And I think it also aligns very nicely with, it certainly it does with me. And I think with a lot of you guys and a lot of men in general, it's a method that aligns uh, well with us. So again, uh, Dr. Nicola Pera talked about uh, restoring your nervous system through rest, creativity, and or body movement. So that might look like coming to stillness in meditation, in you know just rest, resting and being with the emotions. That's something that often as guys we struggle with. We will experience emotions and instead of sitting with them and being with them, we'll distract ourselves or just kind of push them down, right? So rest is one way. Creativity is another way, right? And that can look like all kinds of things, right? Anything from something you might historically or, or classically think of as creative, like music or art, but really so many different things and aspects of life can be, can be creative. So if we're doing something creative while we're experiencing and allowing ourselves to experience these emotions, that can help us process them as well. But the one that I wanna highlight is body movement, body movement. So this is another way that is really powerful and probably one of my favorite ways, definitely not the only one that I use. I think I try to use all three of those, rest, creativity, and body movement. But I definitely really have used this idea of processing emotions through body movement uh, in significant ways in my life. And it's been really, really powerful. And I wanna tell you a story really quickly about when I first kind of discovered this and I didn't really have, you know, I didn't know what to call it then. And I didn't realize really what I was doing, you know, or any of that. But but looking back, I do. And it was this, when my son was born, when he was uh, nine days old, we uh, brought him home from the hospital. Not when he was nine days old. We brought him home from the hospital after he was born. And um, as far as we knew, he was doing great. And when he was nine days old, started having some problems that day, not doing so well, wasn't really eating uh, very well and just something felt off. If you guys are parents, you know that sometimes you just have a sense that something feels off and we had that sense that day. And that night around 5 p.m., uh, he his lips looked a little blue. So obviously at that point we knew something was wrong. I took him to the Instacare. We went from there to the ER. He ended up having open heart surgery two days later and spent about three months in the pediatric ICU. And that was the, one of the first really challenging emotional things that I had to deal with in my life. I hadn't really, you know, I hadn't lost anybody in terms of having anybody close to me die prior to that. Um, I didn't have what I would consider significant trauma in my childhood. Um, you know, I mean, obviously as kids, we all go through stuff, but overall I had uh, a, a pretty good childhood in a lot of ways. And so, when that happened with my son, that was the first real emotional 
battle of my life. That was the first really, really hard emotional thing that I went through. And prior to that, I had been, uh, this is a, a story for another time, but I had been out of shape and unhealthy in so many ways. And I had started trying to kind of you know, work my way back uh, or work my way into shape and figure that stuff out, but nothing really ever stuck. And when that happened with my son, what happens or what happened is I just instinctively, again, I didn't really think about it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I started taking those emotions and pouring them into workouts. And I did it in a way, here's one of the really critical things is using body movement to process emotions is not about avoiding those emotions at all. It's the complete opposite, right? So you could use a workout to avoid emotions. If you're starting to feel some emotion that you don't want to feel because it's a difficult emotion, you can distract yourself with some music. You can distract yourself with a workout and just avoid that. And I'm guessing that probably some or all of you guys have done that. I think I've probably done that at times. And uh, but processing them with movement is different because what really makes it different is that we, instead of avoiding those emotions, we dive into them and we feel them and we allow them to be and we allow ourselves to be with them. And when we do that, while we're moving our body, it gives it an outlet. And for me, I think it's one of the most powerful ways to process emotions, partially because as I said, those emotions, when they get stuck and stored as trauma, that is a physical thing. Emotions physically uh, get stored in our body and emotions physically get felt in our body. So when we're feeling, you know, anger or grief or sadness or shame or whatever, these are, if we really have awareness, they are felt as physical sensations and it certainly gets stored in a physical way if we don't process them. And so this idea of body movement to process emotions, I think is so powerful because number one, any way of processing emotions is beneficial, but I think doing it through movement allows us to, to do it in such a natural way because emotions are a physical thing. And so if we give them a physical way to be released, that can be really, really powerful and really effective. Emotions, when it really comes down to it, they're energy. We are energetic beings. We are made of entirely of energy. The only reason that we're even matter that we can touch is because that energy has slowed down enough to be physical matter. But we're still energy. Everything is energy, including those emotions. So if we engage ourselves in an activity that allows us to tap into that energy and gives that energy somewhere to flow, then we can process or deal with those emotions in a way where it gives them somewhere to go. It allows them to be released. So I did this in powerful, significant ways as my son was in the hospital. I remember many times running hill sprints and crying and and just processing and dealing with what was happening and thinking about you know whether he was going to be around and and then I got to where I would really visualize like I would imagine playing with him as a you know 2 and a 4 year old 
and visualize how I wanted this, you know, the positive outcome that I wanted. And I would just allow myself to be with that sadness and be with that worry and be with that grief. And, and I, I, I didn't go into those workouts thinking, man, I've got to escape this. I went into those workouts thinking, man, I need a way to, I need a way to deal with this. Like it's just, it felt overwhelming. Like, what do I, what do I do with this? What do I do with these feelings? And workouts, body movement became a way that I naturally found my way to in order to do that. And it's a really, really effective one. I use this again. Uh, I, really, I began to use that on an ongoing basis in my life. And it's something that has benefited me tremendously over the years. And probably one of the big reasons that physical training is so much a part of who I am right now, because it's because it's because it became a part of uh, of my mind, of my inner world, right? I processed and, and dealt with and improved and healed my inner world through physical training. I use that again in the aftermath of my divorce. If you've been through divorce, you know that it's always hard. It doesn't matter, you know, who is uh, at fault, so to speak, right? And I don't think there's hardly ever sort of one um, one person that that's the case, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that if you're married for any significant period of time, um, it's a t- it's a difficult thing. There's wiring together of of our brains that happens when you're with somebody for a long time like that. And I was married for 17 years, and so there was a lot of wiring together. And the aftermath of that was very very hard. It was hard dealing with, you know, not seeing my kids every day. It was hard dealing with the the actual you know split and not being with my wife now my ex-wife it was you know it was it was hard all around and i used this method of emotional processing over and over and over again to do a couple things one to deal with those emotions as i was feeling them and then two to dive into some of the stuff that was stuck because in the aftermath of my divorce i really started to go on this inward journey and 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 pay attention to my inner world even more and work on healing it and transforming it and understanding it and as i did that i was not only faced with you know the sort of the current things that were happening in the divorce but i was also starting to become aware of all these things that were that had been stored and and stuck from not only from previous years in my marriage but just from my life to that point Right. And so in the aftermath of my divorce, especially in the first, let's say, year and a half or so, I did a lot of emotional processing through physical training. So I would, you know, be either going to the gym already and planning on it, or I would have some stuff come up and I would go into the gym with, and it was a climbing gym at that time. I was climbing every day and I would go in and go in with the mindset of like, okay, I'm going in with the purpose. The primary purpose was to process and deal with those emotions. It wasn't to escape them. And it wasn't a lot of workouts during that time. It wasn't even, the point wasn't even really the workout. You know, I mean, yeah, I, that, that was a nice benefit, but really I had a lot of workouts where the entire point, the purpose, my mindset going in was, okay, I have these emotions that I need to deal with. And I need to face them and process them and feel them. And by feeling them, you can heal them. You got to feel to heal. You got to feel to heal. If you're not willing to feel the stuff, then it's going to get stuck. 
So whether it's the old stuff, it's the stuff you're ha- that's you know that's happening right now, we got to be willing to feel that in order to heal it and release it. And feeling it doesn't mean dwelling on it, right? So like sitting on your couch, just stewing in the emotion and thinking through the past or you know worrying about the future and just sort of like there's definitely a way that we can that we can stay stuck and dwell on emotions in a way that is not doing anything to heal them Um, but what we what we can do and should do instead is yes allow ourselves to feel them allow ourselves to feel them fully all the way and be with them and be present with them but to do it in a way that it gives them an outlet to be released and that physical movement is such a great way for that and like i said it's something that i really found my way to and have benefited from tremendously in my life and i think that for a lot of you guys listening to this a lot of you guys are doing the physical work right you are going out and getting after it physically in one way or another and and i think that that's for a lot of you guys it's something that you um that you feel comfortable with to some degree right it feels it feels like a good thing in your life. It doesn't, um, you know, it's not necessarily a big struggle. Maybe it is. Maybe it's something where you're kind of off the path a little bit and you struggle to stay on the path with fitness. But I think even if you're not currently really in that habit and really on that path, I think for a lot of you guys, for a lot of men in general, the idea of doing emotional work through physical work is one that, I think is a good one. And I think it aligns with a lot of guys really, really well. So I'd like to encourage you to do a couple of things coming out of this episode. One, give some consideration and some awareness and some self-evaluation and some willingness to commit and do the work on your emotional fitness. Think about where you're at right now. Think about what your processes are for dealing with emotions, how you deal with them, what you may have stuck. And then use this method of physical movement. And there's not a precise step-by-step, but I guess what I would boil it down to is this. If you're going to process emotions through physical movement, what I would suggest is first, you need to have a little bit of time where you have some awareness of those emotions and you take a little bit of time to be with them long enough to recognize okay these are the emotions that are here these are the emotions that i need to face and feel and deal with right and then you go into that physical training session with that in mind like okay i'm going to allow myself to feel these emotions i'm going to feel the shame i'm going to feel the guilt i'm going to feel the worry i'm going to feel the sadness i'm going to feel the whatever it is and you go into that physical session with that mindset of, okay, I'm, I am ready to feel this and face this. And you might do things like maybe you take a few minutes to actually think about that situation that's bringing those feelings up. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, maybe it's a breakup. Okay. Let's take that example. You've gone through a breakup. You had a girlfriend, you and your girlfriend broke up recently and you're just, you're feeling the emotions of that. Okay. So if that's the case and you want to use physical movement to to process those emotions, what you might do is first of all, have some awareness and that awareness might just already be there. Or maybe you take a few minutes to realize, okay, these are kind of the emotions that are coming up and these are the difficult emotions and you have some awareness around that. And then you might do something to actually kind of bring those emotions up a little bit more 
So for example, maybe you have, maybe you have a song or a playlist that was like the, the music you and your girlfriend listen to. And you know that if you listen to that, it's just going to like, whoa, like bring on those emotions. What I would say is do that, do that, bring on those emotions. Maybe it's sitting and taking a few minutes to kind of think about and, and, and rewind through your relationship, right? So this could look a little bit different, but you take some time to kind of dive into those emotions a little bit, and then you move into that physical training session and you continue to dive into and feel those emotions. If you, if it is sadness that you're feeling, you don't go into the workout thinking, okay, I'm going to avoid this sadness by distracting myself with metal and banging away. You go into that session thinking, okay, I'm going to feel the sadness. And as that sadness comes up and as the energy from that sadness comes up, I'm going to take it and I'm going to use it to, to go through this physical training. And it gives it that outlet. It gives it that channel for that energy to flow so that as you feel those emotions, you have something to do with them because that's really when we tend to stick them away is when we don't know what to do with them. We don't know how to, how to handle that energy. And so we stuff it away and we stick it away and it gets stuck in our body. So you go into that workout, you dive into those emotions a little bit ahead of time. You'd be willing to feel them all the way. You go into that session and you keep feeling them all the way. You feel all the way sad. You know, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I had some sessions in the climbing gym during that time in the aftermath of my divorce where I would be, I would climb a route and then I would go over and do push-ups in between routes. And I'd be like crying a little bit as I was doing push-ups. And I didn't give a shit because one of the things that I've, that I've really gotten better about as life has gone on that has made such a huge difference in my life it's just not caring as much about what people think. You know, I care deeply about people, but I'm not really worried about what they think. So I'm not saying that you need to go to the gym and cry it out. Maybe you can, maybe you do it elsewhere. Maybe you don't need to cry at all, but, but go into that physical training session, dive into those emotions all the way, be all the way sad, be all the way shameful, feel all that guilt. You know, that's one thing for sure coming out of a divorce that I had. And if you've gone through this, you probably know there's guilt around that. You know, you think, you think about the things that you screwed up. You think about the things that you could have done better. You think about the ways that you could have been better. And, you know, so that was definitely part of it. So whatever emotion it is, you dive all the way into it. And when that energy, those emotions come up, you remind yourself that those emotions are just energy and you give them away and you give them an outlet. So as you think about your girlfriend, for example, and it brings up that sadness and it brings up, you know, maybe the guilt or whatever it brings up, you feel that all the way and you allow yourself to feel it. And as you feel it, you move. And as you feel it, you keep moving. And one of the things that you may find is that it can be very beneficial to grind hard enough that you really reach kind of a, a breaking point. What you'll find and what I found a lot of times is that, you know, you can do some of this just sort of, you know, moment to moment, but there's also an effect where if you go in uh, or you go, you know, for a hard enough physical training session and you're doing it in a way where you're processing emotions and you're using it, uh, you're approaching it with that mindset, what you may find is that as you reach, if you reach a certain point where you push yourself hard enough, and you, and you really push 
hard, you get to a certain point where you'll just break. And those emotions will just come flying out, right? So it might be that, you know, as you get into that session, you're feeling those emotions and you're feeling them, but you're still just kind of feeling them and you keep grinding and you keep grinding and you keep feeling them, and you keep feeling them and you keep grinding. And then at some point you're going to, you just reach such a, a point of physical effort. And then all of a sudden it just breaks and those emotions will just come out and you'll cry, you'll scream, you'll whatever. They'll come out in whatever way they'll come out. And that's so powerful because when that happens, that's, that's you releasing them. That's you releasing them. And when you release them, you're free of them. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a memory of that event, for example, right? It's not like it's going to erase the memory of the fact that you had this girlfriend and that you broke up. But by releasing those emotions, what it's going to allow to happen is that that having that that thought or that awareness of this memory isn't going to trigger those emotions. Because what happens is when emotions get stuck, they get triggered over and over again, where something will happen, it brings it up and you have to feel it again, but you're not really feeling it in a way that's processing it and healing it and releasing it. You're just feeling it enough that it makes you feel shitty and it brings on that hard feeling, but then it goes back to being stuck. And when they get stuck, that's what happens. They'll pop up, you'll feel it, it'll suck, they'll go back down again. You'll pop up, it'll fe you'll feel it, it'll suck, they'll go back down again. And this happens over and over and over and over and over again. And if you'll do the things that allow you to actually process those emotions, and largely that really comes down to intensely feeling them. So whether it's sadness or guilt or shame or any of these other emotions, what often happens is we will feel them to some degree, but we don't really want to feel them because it's intense and we don't like to feel those difficult emotions at times, right? And so if you use some method, and this is one method, that method of physical movement, if you use a method that allows you a way to feel them fully and feel them all the way and feel them deeply, that's when you can release them because now you've seen it now you've shined a light on it. Now you've, you've, you've brought it up and you've looked at it all the way in the face, right? It's like sometimes these emotions pop up and you kind of feel them and you're like, oh no, I don't want to feel that. No, I'm going to like shove it down. But processing emotions is about that emotion starts to come up and you say, okay, that emotion's coming up. I'm going to look at it right in the face. I'm going to feel it all the way. It's going to be possibly intense. It's going to feel difficult but I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to face it. And in doing that, then you can release it and be free of it. And this method of, of moving your body, it's so powerful. You guys, it's so powerful. One last thing that I'll mention on this that can be really beneficial when it comes to doing this is closing your eyes. So when you close your eyes to the outer world, you open your eyes to your inner world. 50% of your brain power at any given moment is dedicated to visual field processing. So if you close your eyes, your body awareness is going to increase. You're going to be more aware of the sensations throughout your body. You're going to be more aware of your mind and you're going to be more aware of your emotions. So if you have emotions that you want to process this way, what I would suggest, again, you dive all the way into them. You have that mindset going into that workout of, okay, I'm going to face these emotions. I'm going to move through them. 
as I feel them, I'm going to feel them all the way and I'm going to keep moving. Right. And if, and ideally, especially if it's something you, where you really like really needing to process some stuff, uh, you close your eyes, you know? So maybe that looks like yoga. A really great way is just body weight grinding, push-ups, squats, maybe pull-ups, but just basic body weight stuff, burpees, basic body weight stuff where you could just go, you know, you find a grassy spot, you go in your yard, you go wherever, you can basically close your eyes and you could spend an hour or more or half an hour or two hours or whatever it takes with essentially your eyes closed the whole time and you're just moving and grinding and moving and grinding and feeling into that feeling. And if you guys will put this to use, I promise that you will find this to be a very beneficial and powerful way for you to effectively process emotions in a healthy way. And you can take old stuck emotions and do this as well. So for example, let's say you went through a divorce, you know, two years ago, right? And you have, you know that you have some emotional stuff that's still in there from that. And it pops up every now and then, and you know, it's kind of in there. What you could do is you could go into a physical training session with that mindset of saying, okay, I'm going to kind of process some of this stuff. And maybe you, you do whatever you need to do to bring it up. You know, you think about whatever it is that make that brings up that feeling. You play the music that brings up that feeling. You, whatever it is, right? And then once you once you kind of tap into it, then you dive into it, and you move, and you keep moving, and you keep feeling, and then eventually, it's gonna release. And it's this is such a powerful way, and the, the overall journey of focusing on and improving your emotional fitness is one that has such high rewards the reward of doing this you guys is it's impossible to overstate how much it can impact your life if you will process your emotions in a healthy way if you will work through the stuck emotions that stuck emotional trauma that's been stored if you will uh, develop and practice routines and processes like this one that we've just talked about for processing emotions in a real-time basis in a healthy way the more you improve your emotional fitness, the better life is going to feel and the more you're going to get the results out of life that you want. And again, it doesn't make this stuff go away. It doesn't mean that you're never going to feel fear or sadness or grief or shame or guilt. What it means, what having emotional fitness means, it means that number one, we've processed a lot of those, those old things that have been stuck. And we're, we've done the work and we're continuing to do the work to process that old stuck stuff. And then it also means that when those things come up, you know, if something happens tomorrow and it makes you really angry, it, it fills you with grief, it fills you with sadness, having emotional fitness partially means that we have ways that we can deal with that effectively. And just stuffing it down is not dealing with it. Having ways of emotional processing is dealing with it. And again, there's lots of ways to process emotions, both old ones and current ones, but this method of using movement through your body is a really, really powerful one. It's one that I have felt significant impacts from in my life. And I think it's one that if you are in any way aligned with you know, physical exercise and doing the physical work. And I have a feeling that the vast majority of you guys are, even if maybe you're off the path a little bit right now, 
then I think using this as a tool to process emotions is something that might align well with you. So I would encourage you again, take time, be willing to do the work to improve your emotional fitness, figure out how to do that, be committed to the journey of that, seek out the solutions that you need to seek out because it's such a worthwhile journey and it's gonna improve how life feels for you. And again, it's gonna improve the actual results and actions and things that you take and, and the life that you create because our emotions affect that so, so much. So I hope that this helps you. I hope that this that you put this to use. I would love, one of my favorite things is to hear from you guys when you put stuff into use. And I'll hear, I get to hear it all the time. Not a day goes by that I don't get some message from somebody about something they've put into use and gotten some benefit from. And it's so awesome. And I hear it all the time with things like semen retention, improving sexual health and, you know, physical fitness and using tallies and improving habits and, and, you know, meditation and all these things. And I know I have a feeling that there's going to be some of you guys out there who are going to hear this and you're going to put this to use. And I'm going to get some messages from you guys in a week from now or a month from now or six months from now. And you're going to say, man, this really made a difference in my emotional health. And that is what I really look forward to because that's what matters, putting this stuff into use. So go put it into use and let me know how it works for you. And let me know if you have questions. And of course, let me know if you'd like some help. If you'd like to jump on a coaching call, book one-on-one coaching with me, you can do that. If you want to shoot me a question, feedback, like I said, your you know success stories or challenges that you're facing or whatever, please reach out to me. You can text me 801-742-1439 or you can hit me up on Telegram, Instagram, or Facebook DMs. Link for those in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. I'm honored. I truly appreciate you. And I'm sending you nothing but the best kick-ass vibes. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next episode. 